Welcome to the Shift Happens podcast, where we explore the latest trends and insights in the digital workplace. From the role of AI in the workplace to the future of remote work, we cover it all. Tune in as we chat with industry leaders and experts. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started in the digital landscape, we've got you covered. Subscribe to Shift Happens wherever you listen to podcasts and stay ahead of the curve. Shift Happens Podcast. Hello, Shift Happens Podcast listeners. Welcome to Ask Ducks. This bi-weekly podcast segment is where I answer your questions about the modern workplace, digital transformation, Microsoft 365, and many more. Send me your question by posting a tweet with the hashtag AskDucks or send me an email at askducks at appoint.com. I'm joined by my awesome colleague, Kevin Joy, who's here to facilitate the discussion. So without further ado, let's get to this week's questions. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Ask Ducks segment of Shift Happens podcast. I'm so excited today to talk about how we can hold better meetings with my wonderful colleague, Kevin. Kevin, how's it going? Doing well. Great to see you again, Ducks. So we're in a meeting right now. <laughs> a rescheduled meeting. A rescheduled meeting multiple times. So tell me, how has meetings changed for you in the last 18 months? Well, you know, I think the, the biggest change for me has just been the physical nature of meetings. We barely ever showed our face on Zoom, let alone faceless video chat before then. And now that is pretty much day in, day out. And that's kind of the... Uh, the tone of what we're going to talk about today. How are we fighting meeting fatigue? How do we hold meetings better? How do we make them not something we dread? I certainly don't dread this, but uh, just having that part of our day be pleasant, effective, uh, even fun. So I think that for me has been the biggest change, just working to make those things um, palatable and uh, effective. And especially as a lot of us are thinking about what the new work looks like, right? The new world of work, as we think about going back, having this hybrid workplace, so this is a good time to revisit on how we should think about meetings. Uh, for me personally, as especially as I'm starting to go back to the office, is I want to make sure and I be intentional about organizing meetings. So to our listeners, we're going to walk through some key best practices, if you may, as to how you should think about meetings and then, and then get some tips and tricks as well, uh, not only from Kevin or myself, but hopefully you all can share your tips and tricks as well as you listen to this podcast. So Kevin, what are some of the initial guidelines or thoughts that you can share on when we should have a meeting, how we should organize a meeting? Well, I think for me personally, you know, what's been interesting about this change is I had a lot of meetings pre-COVID where they were just a standing meeting or a meeting for meeting's sake. And I think being remote has really made us focus on strengthening our objective and our and our to-do list so to speak so personally having a meeting it sounds so silly to say now but with an agenda going in a list of who's participating who should be there who shouldn't be there um and then defining a clear result i think we'll get we'll get into these more a little deeply but shocked at the amount of meetings in my prior life pre-app point that didn't have those elements and it kind of you know, speaks to the um, the importance of a game plan, even if it's a quick game plan, if it's a quick sync, if it's a, it's a 10 minute chat. And that's number one, right? Like, why do you even have a meeting in the first place? So define the purpose. In my mind, there's really two types of meeting. The first type is to provide an update or informational meeting. And the second type is a problem solving meeting, right? So being able to di distinguish on those two is important. So what's the purpose? Is it update informational or problem solving. And then once you have that, as Kevin mentioned is, okay, as you put together the invite, put the agenda in, okay, in this problem solving meeting, we're gonna talk about this customer escalation and the expected outcome. 
is that we come up with a game plan to address the issue with the customer, right? So, so that's an example. And, and it takes a lot of discipline. I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I just shoot off meeting invites with nothing on it. I'm trying to be better. Um, but that's very important. Okay, what else? Number two. So one, have a purpose, distinguish what kind of meeting it is, define agenda and outcome. What's your second tip, Kevin? You know, this is one that was actually, I got from a great blog post you wrote recently about uh, using teams effectively was that the not all meetings are an all hands on deck kind of thing. Um, I've certainly, there's a time and a place for those and you hold the most technologically great town halls. I feel like I'm watching the Oscars sometimes, but not every meeting has to be that. So I read um, something about how if you can give two large pizzas to a group, and that's kind of the ideal, that or smaller. So it's these four, six, eight, ten, maybe ten max people in a meeting, because at that point, you can either funnel that information to the right people, or you're making sure you're not wasting, or not wasting, but using everyone's time in the best possible manner. So keeping mm. it small, keeping it focused, and keeping it to the people who can, uh, you know, take those action items to the next step. Very good. So number two, identify the right people or the key stakeholders for that meeting. I mean, I I, um, I think about when people randomly invite people to meetings as if they're CC'd on every email, right? So you don't want that. So make sure you have the right people that will take the necessary action uh, to address what you discuss in the meeting. So that's tip number two. Number three, what do you got? I'm going to call it tip 2.5. I feel like with as much as the uh, the, the amount of people, I think it's also um, gauging for length. I do a lot of meetings personally at Point where it's a 15-minute sync. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not enough for us to just chat a few times on Teams. I want to give you the face-to-face rundown, but we don't need half an hour. We don't need an hour. Um, I do those a lot. So it's a great 10 to 15-minute sync. Certainly, we have hour-long and longer meetings, but to kind of determine the how much gas you need in the tank to get something done, I think is a good one. I love that. And the shorter, the better. And the nature of technology now is even if you don't cover every single thing, right? Now we can keep that threaded uh, thought or meeting going. Like, for example, when you use Teams, you can have that 15-minute meeting, record it, and carry on the chat around the meeting. So you can keep that context still there uh, thanks to technology. Another tip I have for everybody is in Outlook, for example, when you schedule meetings, you can actually set default. You can say, oh, whenever I schedule a meeting, make the default to 15 minutes or 25 minutes without having to use the native uh, 30 minutes or one hour default. So I do that all the time. So sometimes my meeting time is off. I start at 4.05 because I know people always <laughs> run over their previous meeting. So 4.05 to 4.30 or just make it from 4.05 to 4.20, make it 20 minutes, right? So again, straight to the point, knock it out, and then... If you're not done, you can carry on the, the, the conversation in the chat around the meeting. Uh, tip number four. I think it, that it's um, obviously once you've defined your purpose and your agenda and you're talking through things, it's sort of the, I've been to too many meetings in my past lives where it's kind of like the, okay, great meeting, but no one's assigned any tasks. No one's been given, given a due date. So it's just the um, kind of building in that accountability or at least the what next step? Yeah, the action items are very important, right? Because if you don't do that, and again, I don't think people are malicious or lazy. They just forget. What I recommend is there's, again, there's so much technology out there, but if you're using Microsoft 365, take advantage of, uh, for example, Microsoft To-Do or Microsoft Planner. Uh, you can assign tasks, and the beauty of those tools is it shows up in Outlook, and you can keep people accountable and also make sure that uh, certain deadlines are met. I mean, you know, you want to give away the secret to how the sausage is made. This entire podcast is done on like the world's, not, not longest, but very complex planner list. And it makes sure every task is done by a certain date, who's got, who's on it. 
And uh, that's that keeps me on on in check for sure. There you go. And the fifth tip, last but not the least, I, I highly, highly encourage everyone that you make your meetings inclusive. And what I mean by that is make sure you get perspective from every single individual you invited. The fact that you invited the person, most likely uh, there's a reason why you invited that person to meeting, right? Because you're thinking they have something to contribute. They have something to say. So our personalities are different. Some people may just be more quiet than others. So make sure you be inclusive, give everybody opportunity to speak up, share their thoughts and ideas as well. And and with technology, that's certainly uh, uh, possible with all the capabilities that technology offers. So make sure you make your meetings inclusive and make everyone participate. So do you have any thoughts, uh, Ducks, on the weeks and months ahead? I know we've talked about the hybrid office many times on this podcast uh, but, you know, as we go back to the office and some people stay remote, what do you think meetings are going to look like in the weeks and months ahead, especially for you? I mean, I've, I've experienced this the last two weeks. So, for example, I started going to our office here in Washington, D.C., and it dawned on me as I showed up in the office in my calendar, half of the day I had calls, whereas I went to the office because I knew a lot of our colleagues would be there. So I'm getting better at it now where I'm going to block off days where I'll be in the office and I'm not going to do any calls or meetings. So because I know if I'm in the office, I'm with our colleagues, something will always come up. There's great opportunity to collaborate, idea and brainstorm in person. So I'm, I'm going to be more mindful and intentional where if I'm in the office, it's going to be about group collaborative type of work. Whereas if I'm not in the office, it'll be more focused work. There'll be more one-on-one meetings or one-to-many meetings where I don't have to be there. So that's, I think, one of the big change uh, for me where I'll be more intentional how I schedule meetings if I'm remote versus if I'm in the office. Totally. And I think all that inclusivity and that kind of diversity of platform and collaboration is so important. I, I was reading an article literally last night in the Times about we are at a point now where people have taken remote jobs and are at the point where they are quitting without ever having gone into the office. It's been 18 months. And a lot of people are leaving remote work because they've never seen their coworkers. They've been on faceless video meetings. They've been on poorly connected teams that, you know, never gave them a sense of place. And I certainly realize there's challenges now, but I do think the uh, the points we're covering are a big step to kind of bridging that gap because it is weird to think about. We're hitting mm-hmm. almost two years of, you know, no face-to-face practically. I mean, in your case, Kevin, you join AppPoint when... Yeah. We started going remote, and then you've moved you, where you live. And I think uh, you've been to the office a couple of times, to our Chicago office, D.C. Yeah. office, and you met some of our colleagues in L.A. So how, how was all that for you? You know, it's funny. I, I was, you know, masked and hand sanitized, but I was giving people hugs and things. It's like you're meeting for the first time, but it felt a little more personal because you've sort of been in this, in the trenches together a little bit, and you haven't had that organic in the coffee line chat. So it's, it's, it's like meeting someone for the first time. As I would say, you cannot capture serendipitous collision online, right? Until that day comes, there's still something to be in person, especially with meetings as well. I feel like there's more energy, there's more inspiration and creativity uh, when, when we're together meeting, problem solving, ideating. Uh, but then again, this is the new world we live in. So we make the most out of it. And hopefully some of the tips we shared earlier on how to hold better meetings can be beneficial to all of you listening. 
hundred percent. And uh, speaking of serendipity, uh, serendipitous collisions, uh, we are still looking for uh, your questions as well for Ask Ducks. So I know we're giving folks, uh, I believe, a hundred dollar Amazon gift card to hashtag Ask Ducks or email askducks at avpoint.com for an M three sixty five related question. If we pick it. Um, you get the prize, but also your question answered on the show. So that offer is still uh, available. Fantastic. So until the next episode, we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you tune in for all of our Shift Happens episode. Until the next time, take care and have a fantastic day. Shift Happens podcast. Thank you for listening. Check us out every week between regular podcast episodes. And don't forget to send us your questions on Twitter with a hashtag AskDucks or send us an email, AskDucks at AppPoint.com. Shift Happens Podcast is a production of AbPoint, Inc., produced and edited by the AbPoint brand team. Stay up to date on the latest trends in digital workplace transformation by visiting AbPoint.com.